Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about workspace money-making design tips. Wow. So you can make money designing your own workspace? Or are we, are we suggesting that we might want to go into the workspace design business? Yeah. I'm saying that close your business down and just start a business designing work. Interior decorating Interior for decorating. apparel decorators. <laughs> uh, no, the space in your shop or your retail store or your warehouse or, or your home office is... It's essential to how much money you can make. Um, it's it's not just about um, you know it's it's not just about customers come and seeing how it looks, but it's also about how efficiently and quickly you can work, what it feels like to work in your workspace. Um, potentially, if you have other people coming in to help you, them being able to work efficiently, all of that stuff together really can impact how much money you make. So, so it sounds like we're kind of dividing this up into things that you can do to be more productive mm-hmm. with interior space design and also the impact that design has potentially on people that might be visiting your shop if you're in retail or maybe some kind of mixed environment. Yeah. And and also just, uh, and then a bit of mental and physical health too. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an all around this is, um, I think this is a really valuable episode. Uh, when I did, when I told Mark Stevenson about it, I think he just said, um, useful. <laughs> Was how you Which describe. is high praise. I mean, that's effusive <laughs> basically for me. Okay. Don't, don't I was just leave like, it there. You know, yeah. it wasn't good idea. It wasn't good job or a great write up. It was just useful, useful without even, without even a period at the end of it. It wasn't even a sentence. <laughs> I feel like, do we have to screenshot our, our chats now to put it as part of the podcast? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, so let's just start with a couple quick examples just to kind of visualize this right here. Um, so a, a customer or potential customers walks into two shops, stores, warehouses, even if it's your home office or you work out of your garage or something, but a customer is coming to you. Yep. Um, and if they... Who are they more likely to buy from? Uh, shop A, where it's got some cool art in the walls, there's some music playing, um, there's samples maybe hanging up or or available for somebody to look, touch, and feel. Um, or B, no decorations, uh, embroidery thread all over the ground, an ink stain on the wall, um, and something sticky over here. <laughs> Right. No, I, I agree. But I feel like you really just described the difference between a, a screen print shop and all of our customers. Yeah, <laughs> true. And and the thing is, is that I actually walked into um, a screen print shop a bunch of years ago, probably 10 years ago. Yeah. But they were A. There was okay. not like a drop of ink anywhere. There was, you know, they had, I could tell whatever flooring they had, like I had yeah. like an acrylic paint on it and probably on purpose. Yeah, because it looked like nothing would stick to this floor. 
right? So they yeah. spill ink on That's it probably great. all the time. They clean it up, right? So they they're because they knew customers were walking in and probably thought customers don't want to walk in and and step on ink or slip or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and and then a second quick example is kind of an A or B again. Who can produce shirts faster? Who can make things faster? Um, neat workstations, clean, organized. Um, equipment is, is near each other and makes sense where it is. There's labels on the shelves of what things are, extra large shirts, medium shirts, 11 ounce mugs. Um, that's A. And shot B is you know, boxes of shirts shoved under a table, 20 ink cartridges for your printer, all stacked up in no particular order, all randomly yeah. filled to different levels. Yeah. Um, a heat press in a corner, you know, attached to an extension cord. Yeah. You know, which shop is going to produce, you know, shirts faster more than likely. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that's a really good point. And I think like most people will, um, you know, people have these stories they tell about themselves that I think we'll be addressing during the podcast. And the story is, you know, Oh, I know where everything is. Mm -hmm. Like I have my own kind of system. It's the pile in the corner system. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they, they have this like, they, they feel like they know it, um, where everything is. Um, they don't mind how it looks because it's very familiar. And, um, and you've really got to put in your third-party hat mm -hmm. and look at everything with a fresh perspective as you, as you think about all the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the movie Tommy Boy? Uh, years ago. Yeah. When okay. it first came out. That there was the lady who was in charge of all the orders and her office was just stacks of papers everywhere. You know, and the joke was like, how do you find any? She's like, I have a system, you know, but the system, if you haven't seen the story, the system was easily destroyed when a villain came in and just threw things up. Moved in the, the air, papers you know? around. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was destroyed. So, um, you know, you want to think about this. And, and the reason why um, not only will it help you get customers if they see your shop, but if you could produce things faster as well, then you can spend time doing other things. Fulfilling yeah. more orders, talking to more customers, attending that uh, luncheon event that you didn't have time to go to last time because you were hoping to be done with production by noon, and now it's two o'clock and you're still going. So yeah. all of it, it will add up. And we have, um, well, let's see, five or six points here to go through and uh, take some notes and uh, then go ahead and look at your workspace and see if there's you know, you'll feel, I just, in my opinion, if you listen to a podcast and yes. you take a couple notes and you think of some things and then you go and you look at your space and you make two, three, four little changes, you're going to feel really good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Even true. if it, like it doesn't have a big long-term impact, like you, you're recognizing that you're, you want to improve your business. And these are real simple things that I think can have a great impact for you. Um, not only immediately, cause you're going to feel good. You did something, but long-term. Yeah. Hey, I, I like that. I also wanted to kind of, uh, throw a little bit wider net here and include people that, um, have the hybrid spaces where there might be, cause I've been in two of these. Okay. Um, where they have the hybrid kind of spaces where they have a, a, a little retail space up front. Mm -hmm. Then they have the production shop in the back. And um, one of them designed their space specifically to be hybrid. So you got to see the retail displays were very nice. And then as you walk through the store, the, the equipment was in the 
in the back, I'm doing air quotes, yeah. still easily visible. It's kind. It was kind of reminded me a little bit of going into a nice restaurant, but that where you can see the kitchen. Yeah. Well, I have, I have great news for you then. Yes. There is a section of this podcast that talks just that's about awesome. that. <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to let you spoil it because that's number two, but yes. So I can't wait for you to tell that story. You're going to be in charge of that whole uh, section. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I can't wait. Yeah. Because that's, that's really, uh, that's a great thing to uh, consider. Um, so let's just go ahead and get started. And um just like everything else that we make notes about, and I'm a big proponent of this type of stuff is, you know, you start on the high level. So before we get into, you know, where should your heat press be and how exactly should, you know, you design the space, should you have a customer space up front or not? Right. But the first thing to think about is just kind of just know your style. If your workspace is a pleasant place for you to be in, then it's going to be a better, you're going to be happier. It's going to be a good place to be. And it's going to fit you and your style and your brand and everything's going to be good with it. So, um, you know, consider that, right. Uh, if you, um, if you like fishing stuff, put a singing fish on the wall. No, (laughs) don't do that. That's never, that's never a good idea. If you're into art, I feel like I'm being baited now. Right. You are being, no, but if you're, if you like art and things like that, hang some art up on the wall. If you're into, um, you know, nineties alternative rock, put up posters or hang a guitar on the wall, you know, like make, make design the space to fit your, uh, your niche, your, yourself, your personality, Um, And just overall consider who you are and what you like. Um, If you dress in um, slacks and button ups or blouses and and skirts or pantsuits all the time, and that's kind of your style, then match your shop to be that clean, neat, fitted type of look. Yeah, I I support that, especially if your style is is mostly pantsuits. Yeah, I think that's... That's something we really have to recognize. If there's someone in this industry that uh-huh. traditionally wears pantsuits while they work, I want to visit that shop. Just please sure. send me an email. I love that. So um, I'll also say that it it sounds uh, a lot of what you just said sounds like some of the things that we talked about in our last podcast episode mm-hmm. about uh, about branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, and make I've... sure that your space matches who you are and what you want to portray. Yeah. And this whole thing just goes right along with that concept of branding, which is great. If you didn't, that's episode 180. If you didn't listen to it, it's it's a good one. We talk about um, you know branding and, and what that means and, and how to build a great brand. And uh, one of the facets of your brand is, is going to be your workspace. And doing this, this exercise right here is, is, is great for your brand and it's important. Yeah. So, um, so really just overall, know your style, know your brand and consider that with your workspace. You don't have to be in design phase yet uh, because there's more to consider, right? But um, this should give you an overall, you should be able to describe in words now what you want your shop to be like. Oh, you know? so I think that's that's actually a great exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Just so describe the feelings based around yeah. here. Yeah. Bubbly, open, fresh, you know, grungy, you know, whatever yeah. words you want to use to describe it. Um, it's good to kind of write some of these downs or have them in your head. Uh, and then if you're going to buy things for your shop, like tables or chairs, you've got words 
to describe them. So if it's okay. modern, well, you know what? I'm just going to go to Ikea. Right. They have lots of modern looks. Good point. You know, um, if it's if it's kind of retro, I'm going to start off at the thrift shop. Right. Yeah. And if you're if you if you own a brand that uh, where messy is part of the is part yeah. of the brand. Yeah. Then, you know, really feel f- feel free to make your shop like that as long as you're still efficient. You know, if you're <laughs> if you're if your brand is slovenly. Yeah. You know, then, all right. You know, then then really just like em- embrace that. So is you that kind of like the restaurants with the peanuts on the floor? Yeah, there you okay. go. That's a good one. Okay. The sand, you know. All right. All right. Um, I think that peanuts on the floor of a um, workshop, I mean, it sounds dangerous, so I'm not going to officially um, say that I advocate for that one, but um, maybe it's a great idea. I mean, people, if you've got retail space and there's peanuts on the floor, yeah, people will definitely talk about your brand. <laughs> they will they will there's a there's a steakhouse that that does it and um i really i went there looking for a big sign that said like if you have a peanut allergy it's already too it's already too late if you can read this and it's have already a peanut allergy it's already too late they hand out epi pens at the door yeah all right well now mark um the next one we're going to talk about is considering visitors so okay. maybe you could talk about that a little bit. And, and there's some other notes we put in here we can dive into too. Okay. So the, um, you know, if you've got a retail space or, or, you know, like most of you probably don't, but you may have a hybrid space. And like I was saying, I've been in, into a couple of those shops and one did a great job in uh, incorporating kind of the, the production into the retail space. You go in the front, you can buy all kinds of stuff. You can pick, you can check out and never interact with the, with the manufacturing side of the business. But um, you, you are welcome to, you go off a little bit to the right and they've got an embroidery machine set up and they've got a bling machine and everything is just very well organized and nice. And there's a big advantage to that because you can invite people back to show, they kind of know what goes into producing the product and you've made that part of your experience. Um, but the other one was the reverse. They had the same kind of, um, they do high school kind of stuff. And they, they have the same kind of, the retail area is a little bit more disorganized. It's a little bit more chaotic. Um, and if you go too deep into the shop, it's a completely different world. There's like an ancient screen printing machine that they haven't used in a couple of decades. It's got four inch of dust on it. There's a dead DTG uh, printer from the nineties, you know, that it, it's real. it really is kind of half junkyard, half production facility, you know? So, um, you know, that gives a very specific impression mm-hmm. on the visitors that you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about, um, having, um, your workspace different than your customer interaction space. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, one of the reasons is, is because if you have space, generally speaking, right, the rule is, is that if you have space, you fill it. Like as humans, okay. we do that. Yeah, that's right? true. You know, in general, you fill it. So if you have a, a big table and that's the table for the shop and you're working, you're going to have T-shirts on that table. You're going to have some ink on that table. You're going to have a laptop, maybe your printer, like the table's going to be full. And then a customer comes in. And you've got to shove stuff out of the way so they can sit down 
and and right. write some on a piece of paper, right? right. Um, so not only do, are you interrupting your production and potentially losing your space or, or, or losing your place or something like that. Um, but it's also just uncomfortable for the customer. They almost feel like, oh, oh gosh, I'm like interrupting, you know, type of thing. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I do think though that, you know, there's, there's room for it if you're careful, because if you think about, um, if you think about how a kiosk is organized into, in a mall, Mm-hmm. Like okay. if you go in and you see the embroidery machine kiosks, it's really attractive when the embroidery machine is running. Right. And there are a lot of, you know, like lid style stores that will have an embroidery machine running. And that's kind of ideal for it because you, you leave it alone for 15 minutes at a time mm-hmm. you know, while it's doing stuff. And it's very cool. People will stop and watch. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, that's true. And it's uh, and you know, the same goes for some others, like uh, like a rhinestone machine. Mm-hmm. Um, is very attractive 100% of the time people watch. Um, but those are both kind of on the more clean side of the apparel decoration world. Yeah. Yeah. So so in this case, we're talking about um, entertaining the customers with the equipment that you have potentially. Right. You know, capturing attention with it, which, which you know, is just something to be considered, right? The reason that the embroidery machine is here, it's not just because the plug was there, right? right. That, that shouldn't be the answer. Well, that just, that's where the power was. Um, you can move power. Um, it should be that the reason why it's here is because I find it pretty interesting. There's a window over there and we get some people who walk by and I would like people to stop and look at it, go, maybe yeah. they'll come in, right? That's a good idea. Um, also, uh, you're, you may be working from a home office. Um, so you're limited on space, but it, so then, you know, if you keep the embroidery area, you know, clean and neat, and you are going to have some people every once in a while come into the office, then it can be, you know, it can be a, a great part of the decoration of the room. But you just want to consider in general what your visitors are going to see um, and what it's going to feel like to walk in there. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Um, a couple other things just in regards to the visitors um, that are just little stuff that people love. Um, keep some bottled water or some sodas or have coffee or tea available, you know, a little Keurig machine or something like that. Um, Have samples that are for showing off, ready to be shown off on hangers or folded up nicely, you know, on a shelf somewhere that, you know, a customer can feel free without even being told that they can go look at this stuff. It's obvious. Um, or have pictures, have a picture book, a scrapbook of all the jobs you've done, um, a tablet up, with a bunch of pictures up, you know, and a little sticker that says scroll to look through stuff, you know, anything like that, that lets people know that they're in a friendly place and they can, uh, and, uh, and they're welcome. You know, I feel like you're describing the cold SE showroom. Yeah, you know, the, really the lobby. When you, when you walk into Me cold SE, you know, you, you've got, there's a place to sit down, you're offered coffee or water, there are chairs, there's a small clothing display there. Mm-hmm. And then if you make it into the demo room, there are, um, there's t-shirts hanging everywhere, um, that you're welcome to go and fill out. You can pick up a catalog, the whole thing. So, um, I, I like that idea of really taking a fresh look at your space and making it, you know, from a customer's perspective, like how, how would you feel when you walked in? Right. Right. And, and, and I think this is even, even if you're a home home user, yeah. This is important if you're ever going to invite anybody over that is a potential customer, yeah. you know, um, and, and 
you could debate that it's even more important because you're trying to grow the business maybe out of that home. And right. at any time you've got an opportunity to come in and impress somebody you'd want to. Yeah. Well, I like that. And you know what? I, I think that's probably the same, even if you're just showing off a little bit for friends and family. Yeah. Yep. You know, that everything should still be, you know, like, don't, don't give anyone a reason to say anything negative about your space or how you do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great, Mark. That's a really good, good point because they're likely to um, refer, you know, somebody to you or just encourage you just be encouraging in general. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I, are we ready to move on to the next section? We can Can't break your back. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that we don't, we don't talk about, we don't talk about this enough. And that's, you know, um, you have workplace injury or long-term strain on the body is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And we really don't talk about that a lot in the custom apparel business, but, but it definitely is. So this part of kind of shop design and being aware of this stuff is, is just a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is this is a business of picking things up putting things down, um, you know, bending over, working with heavy stuff, um, you know, using your hands and wrists and arms and knees a lot. And if you're not doing things, you know, correctly, you know, you could get carpal tunnel or something like that. I imagine. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think about that a lot internally, you know, um, heat presses are important for about 98% of what we sell, Mm -hmm. right? There's, there's a heat press involved at some point. And at Coldesi, we have a variety of people, sizes and heights and strengths that have to use all this equipment. And um, the positioning of all this stuff makes a huge difference. If we're doing uh, a sample run where somebody's going to be printing and pressing 50 shirts for the next few days, um, if Jess is doing um, a video or versus if Mark Vila is doing a video both of them will approach a heat heat press differently and experience that heat press process differently. So um, if they were doing it 50 times, it would, it would make a serious impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that means that you should have um, tables that are the right height. Um, You should have um, get a footstools. You know, I was in a shop and um, they had a, uh, it was looked, it was custom made for sure. Cause it was made out of like a bunch of pieces of wood together. It okay. looked like from scrap wood. Um, but it, I was like, I was like, I just asked about it. I was like, what, what's that over there for? Like a little mini table for the heat press. And they said, um, no, we have some, sh- re- a couple really short people that work here. That's for them. Yeah. They scoot it over and they stand on this. So when they're working on this area, they don't have to do it on the floor. He's like, actually, one of the one of the guys who's really short is the one who made it, you know, so he recognized that it was uncomfortable for his height compared to the and and I don't even say really short. The owner would the the owner or whatever was like six, five. And this other guy was like five, six, you know, so so it was like more than a foot difference. And uh, he had a pretty big equipment cart. And the other guy recognized, hey, if I can just get a step up, it's better. So, um, so anyway, uh, uh, you know, stools, tables, shelves, adjustable height things, anything you can get that has an adjustable height means you can really dial it in for yourself. Or if you custom make things yourself out of wood or metal fabrication, that's even better too. Yep. Um, one thing that I put here is, um, you know, get 
gloves or back braces or wrist braces or anything that might be recommended by your doctor for the type of work that you do. It, it's not, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, if you're, if you're going to a doctor appointment, you can yeah. say, Hey, I started this business. I'm doing this a lot. You know, I'm lifting things a lot. Um, you know, I, I don't want to injure myself. Is there anything you recommend that I do or watch out for or whatever? And, and let your doctor tell you, you know, yeah, watch out. If you start feeling this stuff on your wrist, that means you're straining it. Um, you can go ahead and you can wear a wrist brace or, or straps or something like that to help with the strain. You know, let, let a professional advise you, especially if you're already there. It's, it's free. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. It's good yeah. advice. Um, and then the last little tip on this is um, record yourself doing some work. This might set favorite. up your phone, hit record, watch it, um, and then watch the video and see if you notice I'm hunched over in that spot. I'm getting on my tiptoes to get here. You know, um, yeah. I don't, you know, uh, and even show that to your doctor if if they're if they'd be willing to, you know, <clears> say, hey, here's a minute of me working. You notice anything? <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're gonna hurt your back one day. If and I then, needed to do that, I would just send them this podcast and they can yeah. see what it's like. Um, <laughs> My doctor so actually I, I listens really, to the podcast. So <laughs> I really like the idea of the video <laughs> for a couple of reasons. You know, um, you'll also, and I know we're going to get, get into the workflow design next. Mm -hmm. And I think this video would just be super useful because you'll identify not just where you're straining, but where you're wasting time. You'll yeah. be able to see, you'll be able to see the places that, um, you know, you could just be much more efficient after you watch the video. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, and that actually flows right into the next one is, um, your workflow should be in the design, right? Right. So make your space work for you by having everything in kind of the right order and in the right spots. So if you have, um, two heat presses and a printer, and then a table for kind of boxing and folding. And your production is um, maybe DTG, right? So it goes pre-press on your, you know, pre-treat pre -treat and pre-press in a heat press, print on the shirt, press after the shirt, box it up. Then yeah. maybe that's literally the order would be, would be pre-treatment machine, heat press, printer, heat press, table. Yeah. And or, then, and, you know, don't forget to think in, in, uh, more than one dimension, because when we do a lot of shop designs, or we let me let me rephrase that, we don't do a lot of shop designs. Okay. When we when <laughs> we have when we've done a few articles on shop designs and mm -hmm. consulted people that know, um, what they do is a lot. You know, they'll they'll have the heat presses maybe in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. You know, so so you um, you know you're printing on the shirt in the DTGs, and you just turn around and put it on the heat press. Mm -hmm. You know, so it doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to go on the outside walls, depending on the side of your space, you know, use the middles, um, use the middle as, as well. Yeah, that's great. And, and experiment with it too, you know, move stuff, try it. I didn't like that. Try a different way until you yeah. find the one that feels good. Um, also, if you are um, bumping your elbows into things, feeling like you're being backed into a wall, uh, tripping, you know, anything like that, change it. Yeah. If, if it's ever just, oh, yeah, with my heat press, I got to be careful so I don't bump my arm on this metal pole. Don't put it there because right. you're going to bump your arm. 100%. Yeah, you're going to. One day you will. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it's going to be on the day that you're already frustrated. Right. And then you're going to hit your funny bone. 
<laughs> and you're going to teach your kids all types of new cur- of curse words. So, <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I like what you said about being creative with with the space um, and not just considering just on the wall, just things on the walls. And then last is just a tip, which is the same thing as before: record a video of you working and look, yeah, look for inefficiency. Um, I noticed every time I finished boxing up a box of shirts, I took the box all the way over there and came all the way back. And one way back, I noticed I stepped over a cord. Right. Right in an area where I'm carrying something heavy. Yeah. So um, now you can say, okay, well, maybe I'll move the table over there or I'll, or I'll buy something to cover that cord up because I can't do anything about it right now. You know, so I'm going to buy one of those things, an anti-trip cord thing, whatever it is, but you can look at all these things to help make your space better, make your space safer, make your, make it so you can produce faster, which is going to make you more money. Yeah. I think, and I think that's, that's what we should, we should kind of remind people of, you know, the first part of the podcast we talked about, you know, um, considering visitors, making your space match your brand. Um, those are, and honestly, don't break your back, staying healthy. Those three things will help you make more money. Yeah. Um, because um, for the first two, people will be more comfortable. They're more likely to stay longer. They're more likely to come in. They're more likely to spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, not breaking your back means that you'll be more comfortable working. So you'll work. Um, maybe not more often, but certainly more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And if that's part of your display for your customers, um, you definitely want to work in a way that looks efficient and does not include you hitting your funny bone and cussing out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to have people come in and help or uh, hire somebody, you know, it not, I mean, you're going to get uh, somebody who is a good employee is going to prefer to work in a good place, yeah. right? You know, kind of just in general. Yep. So that has to do with all of it. So if you are trying to hire somebody or get some help and it's all organized, you're going to be able to teach them faster. Yeah. You're going to, probably going to want to stay and work there because it's just neat and organized and everything makes sense. Um, there's coffee and tea and water. So if they get thirsty at work, they can easily grab something. Yeah. You know, um, and then that, I think that kind of flows into the next one, uh, unless you have anything to add on this before. No, just, just that I, I like what you said about employees, because I know that a lot of our customers, if they're just starting out, kind of like they'll use friends and family to pitch in, you know, or they'll have somebody that they hire part time just when they have a big job. Um, or even if you're onboarding your first employee full time, you know, uh, if you have a an organized shop and a defined process that you can write down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then what you'll what you'll end up with is less um, new people stopping you and asking you where something is. Yeah, you know, like if you've got your own system in your head, then oh, where are the medium shirts? I think they're under the box in the box in the back closet next to the yeah. cat litter. You know, (laughs) they're in a well-organized shop if everything is right. Yeah. Or they're just in one of those boxes. It's one of those boxes. Yeah. It's one of those boxes versus, um, yeah. Remember when you've started, um, there's that shelf back there and just all of them are labeled. So, um, they're in color order and then you'll, they're in size order. It's all labeled. You should be able to find it, um, real easily. 
Yeah. You know, Maybe. versus in one of those boxes. And next thing you know, um, you walk in and and somebody's done 12, uh, 12 shirts already on the wrong shirt. Yes. You know, um, so it's it's and that could be you doing that or somebody else. Right. Yep. Um, so so now that we've got that um, and talking about kind of just the environment, um, uh, sounds, tastes and smells you know, eyes aren't the only sense. And we've talked a lot about visuals when people are coming and for you, you know, as well, like, um, you know, putting a fish on the wall, having a, having a large mouth bass, you know, mounted on the wall or something like that, um, or art or something like that is all great stuff. But, um, you know, other senses come in to play too. So have music, you know, it's a great way to keep you motivated, uh, it's a great way to keep your employees motivated. It makes people feel welcome. You know, if the music matches the brand. Yep. And right. a lot of big um, brands do that. If you go into, yep. uh, I think, uh, a couple of years in a row, I was in an outlet mall and went into guests for some reason and they had a DJ. Okay. Yeah. You know, they, they had yeah. a DJ at the outlet. If you go into different stores, you know, you can almost tell where you are by the music that they pipe in overhead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all on purpose. So if you um, have a lot of high schoolers that you work with because you're working with local schools, it's probably a great idea to have pop music yeah. playing, in, playing, you know, modern stuff. Um, you may like classic rock. None of probably your, your customers do. So if you have a shop where people come in and browse and they're high schoolers, you should play music that they like, you know, it's a, it's a good environment for that. Um and so it can match, you know, it should match the brand that you have. Um, also, uh, you know, smells or something like that too. You're you're in, I mean, you kind of are in a little bit of a factory, right? right. You know, you're yes. producing goods. You're using heat to cure things. Um, you have machine oil and sprays and liquids and all this stuff. You're in a factory. And sometimes those things have um, can have a little bit of a smell. It might not be even strong or dangerous, but it still doesn't smell like your grandma's kitchen, you know? So, so, and I think that's important because, because I'm, I'm the canary for cold Essie. Yeah. So um, when we first started selling UV printers, we used a different ink set and um, it gave me headaches within about 20 minutes. Like I could only stay and help with videos for about 20 minutes at a time because it was bothering me. And this is before we got ventilation worked out and all, all that stuff. Um, you know, luckily we transitioned to different inks that don't have that same issue, not for me, but maybe for somebody else, it does, you know, so you should have, you know, bring someone else in, bring different people into your space and say, you know, what do you think of the music? You know, how does it look? Um, do you smell anything? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just- on, on a lot of these, uh, inks and stuff like that, they have, you know, um, safety data sheet documents. And they tell you, you know, if you, um, you know, if you need to have air vents or something like that. Um, But even in general, you know, it's just you want the you want it to smell pleasant. So have air purifiers. If you if you live in a nice environment, have outdoor fresh air coming in. Um, uh, Burn incense. You know, have have uh, air fresheners. You know, um, whatever it is. You know, bake fresh cookies in the back. Uh, You just described the perfect like. Head shop. Like if you've got okay. a cannabis brand, yeah. You know, what do you want? You want incense. Yeah. You want fresh, fresh cookies. baked cookies very close yeah. by. You know, it sounds sounds ideal, really. Yeah. And then uh, you know, uh 
uh, tastes just too, as another interesting thing, you know, like we said before, have like coffee or tea, you know, that's a pleasant thing for customers and for you to yep. you've been working for a little bit. I'm going to go get a nice herbal tea right now. You know, yeah. I'm going to get a nice black coffee. Um, also have, just have some other things, have some healthy snacks, have gum or mints or soda, you know, have some things that when you get into a little bit of a grind and in a lull, you know, you can stop and you can, you know, uh, pop a piece of chewing gum or crack, o- crack open a, a, a Coke and sit down for five minutes and drink a Coke and then get back up and go back to work. You know, yeah. but these are good things for mental health or good things for um, for guests. Uh, and they just make work just a lot less just mundane and boring. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this conscious attention to your environment is um very useful Mm -hmm. very useful yeah yeah it's great and and uh actually when i was doing some research i saw this oxford university study and it was describing how people who are pleased with their work environment are 13 percent more productive okay um and so that can include you your staff some help you hire just for a day you know, yeah. but if people feel good, they just generally do things a little bit better. And that's just in general, right? Oh, that's a great, that's kind of a great thing to keep in mind when you're wondering whether or not you should um, make a change or do something with your environment or spend a little bit of money if it's just mm-hmm. for you. you. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if I had a retail space I would definitely be willing to invest in making it the perfect spot for my customers to come in and buy and buy something, mm-hmm. you know, but if I'm working by myself for myself, then I'm much more likely to just, well, like I'll just use the dining room table, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's not the best environment, but if you can maybe mentally draw the line between what Mark Vila just said, you know, about being 13% more productive in a, in a great environment. Um, in a pleasant environment, then, you know, maybe you can give yourself a little bit of an excuse to splurge and make things better for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, what I, something that I did just yesterday, you'll know what it is, Mark, because we talked I about do. it. I um, do. But um, I have this chair that I'm sitting in and I bought it a bunch of years ago. I just love it. It's just, it like fits. The first time I sat in it, I was just like, this chair is perfect for me. So I love this chair, but it's old now. It's got, um, I've got like tear in the leather over here. Um, the, you know, I, I have to do this, you know, probably once a day. Is that, is that why we don't talk anymore, Mark? Is that, yeah, it is. is. <laughs> used to fit well now. Just yeah. old, it's got tears just everywhere. Old, you've, and ring and just wrinkles. And no, yeah. and, um, but I, so I, got up when I stood up, um, the other day and I like, I felt that like my lumbar was a little uncomfortable. Okay. And then I, and then I looked at my chair and I'm like, the cushions, not what it used to be. It's all flat in the back area. I'm like, this chair's, you know, I probably should have replaced it last year. I just didn't right. because it was just so comfy. It was my chair, you know? Yeah. Um, so I said, I'm going to splurge and spend a little bit of money and buy myself a new chair. Um, and I, so then I just thought, you know, what, what do I want different? And I said, I have leather last time, which was super comfortable and nice, but, um, sometimes, you know, we're in Florida and I sit close to a window Yeah. and sometimes this leather chair is hot, right. You know, and, and, and I, you know, I have to, you know, you know, yeah. like I'm sweating on my shirt. So I got a, I got a chair that's like a mesh back instead. 
you know, so that you should be thinking about that, not only with your chairs and your tables, but what about when you're going to buy your next heat press? Yeah. Is it, good. Are you just get the same one or is there something you wish you would have done differently last time? Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, let's, let's go back to the, to the branding topic then. Okay. Let's, let's end up with, um, yeah with branding things around you and things in your retail space and even your production area, you know, kind of with the stuff that definitely fits your brand. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, all of it ties together here. And this, again, it's not just for customers, it's for you. You know, it's the mental state that you're creating. I know all that stuff, you know, um, sounds, you know, hokey or would like, why would that matter? But I mean, apparently it does. There's whole yeah. industries built around this. This yeah. whole topic is, you know, um, if there are organizations that will hire a consulting firm to go through all of this stuff and they'll literally spend, you know, big organizations will spend hundreds of millions of dollars with consultation and redesign and all of that stuff, you know, um, because all of it really does matter not just for the people who work there, but for the customers and the overall image of the company and, and everything. So um, tie the branding into it. If you use a font on your website and you're going to put a sign on the wall, yeah, put it in that font. You know, if you can, uh, if you have pictures of, of work that you've done on your website, have those live samples in your shop. Yeah. So somebody who's maybe been to your website, you can show them a shirt and they'll be like, I saw that shirt on the, on the, on, you know, the uh, front page of your website, or that I saw happens. that shirt People, on Instagram. That That's why, that's why uh, we make Mark Vila go into the office once a week is because people come in yeah. and they say, I saw you on the podcast. I saw, I saw you on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. But so I think that, that, um, that work product goes to something else. If you've got a favorite piece of work that you've done mm-hmm. that you're very proud of, you should 100% put that up on the wall in your space, whether or not you have visitors, you know, because that's yeah. built in motivation and what, and evidence of what you can accomplish. Yeah. So um, it's definitely a positive reinforcement to, to make sure that everything's branded you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So um, this is, I think that kind of wraps everything up with this, a good workspace and a good shop design or a good retail spice, a space um, is going to have a long-term impact on your business, on the amount of money you make, on your production, on your mental and physical health. Um, it's just it, overall, it's just really great for you if you do it. Agreed. And I think a good retail spice is as well. It just okay. makes the food more tasty. Yes. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, you'll be happier. No, I agree. I think this was a great topic, Mark. The, um, and, uh, and I plan on implementing it a little bit in my own yeah. office space. You here. know, I decided that too. Um, well, I bought a new chair, which was right. kind of before I thought about this, which is interesting. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's all, you know, it's all percolating up there. Yeah, it was all percolating up there. And I also have, um, you know, it's one of the things I did in the background here. Yeah. You know, I have all these things in that remind me of, um, of, you know, stuff from my folks and stuff from my family and stuff like that. And um, there were, there were always just positive to me. 
You know, yeah. they're, they're things that have positive uh, 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 vibes for me. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to put them up. And every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody and they'll mention something and I'll say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, I have you see that right there. <laughs> that's that, too. You know, and I talk about it. Um, and then I, you know, have some like 90s reference stuff because I'm a big 90s fan and, and people always talk about it and, and it's a good way to build little rapport. So, you know, I try to do little things. I'm not perfect at any of this stuff. I don't claim to be uh, amazing and, and I wouldn't want to be hired to do consulting for it. Right. Um, but I know how to research stuff and I know how to write stuff. And, and, um, and I think we put together something that's really useful. So make some changes in your shop, you know, today. Yeah. Hey, um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, share it. This has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. You guys have a great, well-organized, well-designed money-making business.